Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. I was in that same yeah. boat because when I got pregnant, I thought God couldn't that I shouldn't be forgiven. It's not that yeah. God couldn't forgive me; I couldn't forgive me for what I'd done. And I found two yeah. quotes that I thought was really applicable by C.S. Lewis. The first one is: Is this, this the stuff you said you added? Uh, yes, in my head, but not in I my see. notes. Okay, go for it. Because I found these last night. I think that if God forgives us, we must forgive ourselves. Otherwise, it is as almost like setting up ourselves as a higher tribunal than Him. So how can God say, we for, I forgive you, but we can't forgive ourselves? That means we're above God? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we ha- so ladies, that's the enemy's trick. That's I mean, the enemy's scheme to say that God forgives you, but you shouldn't forgive yourself. If the mighty God creator of us and, and the universe, every single, even the dust particles, he created everything in this earth. If he can take the time to love on us and forgive us, why is it so hard for us to do it for ourselves? Right. And and this is and that was a broken heart. You had a big broken heart. And this is what also C.S. Lewis said. Uh, mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain, but it is more common and it also and also more hard to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden. It is easier to say my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess I did. You know what? We didn't know about broken no, we hearts, didn't. and we were learning nope. about them then. Yes. And um, oh, wait, I didn't even I didn't know anything at that time. I didn't even know any of that yeah. when I was going through it. Yeah. No, I mean at the yeah. um, at the pregnancy. Well, no, we didn't know that at the pro life right. thing. Uh, okay, it's not a pro life. We're pro life. Yes. That was at the, the abortion, abortion clinic. Yes. Um, and. Yeah, we didn't. We were we were learning about broken hearts. We were learning about how the Lord deal dealt with them, and I didn't even realize that I had one right. at that time. But clearly, yeah. it was absolutely evident. Yes, and you're probably thinking, why did you put the story in the middle of talking about these two mid, uh, nurse midwives? Because I wanted you to put you in perspective that these two women, if they had killed those baby boys after they were born, how do you think they would have lived after that? They would have been just like you. If they knew tormented, they would have been tormented absolutely tormented that they killed these little these little babies. And they probably they, mentally would not have recovered. No, I'm just because saying that. They would have had I and mean, how many baby boys would they have killed? Oh, what, what time is it, Anna? Oh, it was uh, about a minute forty. So uh, I need to tell him it was about um, almost forty minutes. So a little the, less, but about forty minutes. The story might be its own podcast. Yes, it, it, that's what I'm gonna tell right is hey, you're gonna have to do about a thirty minute, thirty minute, and then Joanna's testimony is its own. Okay. So, um, sorry, ladies, y'all get to hear the nitty gritty. Oh, my. All right. Go for so, it. So that's what we think about these med- nurse midwives. You know, they were told, hey, you're going to kill these baby boys. They would have had to live with being that, a, a quote, abortion doctor or an abortion nurse. Yeah. And so in Exodus so 1, yeah. So, but in Exodus 1, 17, this is what they decided. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. They did the opposite. So the king of Egypt called for the nurse midwives. You know, if the first time they got called by him was scary, I'm sure the second time he was called was even scarier. <laughs> um, 
king of it said to them, why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? I could have thought of so many answers I would have given that guy. Well, I probably would have been scared, so I wouldn't have. 19. And the midwife said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively. I love that. They are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Wait, so I, I, <laughs> we now know somebody told on them. Because they were yes. saving the yes. baby. <laughs> yes, there's all these baby boys you around. You go, mm. girls. Yeah. Apparently, they went and said, hey, there's a bunch of baby boys running <laughs> around. Yeah, sir. they are not being killed. Yeah. And so, of course, because he gave the orders to the nurse midwives, that's who he went to. Hey, what's going on, midwives? Why, why didn't you do what I told you to do? Which is interesting that he even asked them. He might have had people spying on them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that he even brought them instead of just saying, kill them and be gone. Oh, that's just, true. Yeah. But the Lord. Always has another plan. Um, so these, these women did what was very hard. They didn't take the easy way out. They let the babies live because they feared God. They feared God more than they even feared the king of Egypt. Um, they could have been killed for it. And, you know, do we fear God more than our friends and our government? Or do we bend on the whims of the people because we don't know. We don't want to be an outcast. I mean, that's what Matthew 10, 28 is about. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot. I'm shaking my head. Yes. Kill the Y'all soul. can't see yeah. that. Sorry. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So we have to, we cannot be silent. We have to speak for the voiceless. Uh, and the voiceless is, is a long list. It's not just a, a small list. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, we have to be a, a voice for the voiceless, but we can do it in a gentle. We don't yell and scream. We are firm, but we don't yell and scream. Uh, yeah. Well, do you listen to people who yell and scream at you? No, no you don't. No, I certainly don't. I, I don't. walk off. Yeah, if I hear it on TV, I just turn it off. I don't don't yell. Don't be all yelly. I don't, I'm not going to listen. <laughs> all so, yelly. New word. Yes. Add that to a dictionary. For your parents who were like me once upon a time ago, when I was all yelly, it, it, nothing's changed. They don't listen to when you yell. They nope. will listen more if you stay calm and gentle. And I've learned that the older when I got older and I quit yelling. Now I can see it. You know, I get a lot more out of not yelling. Um, but Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. Wait, my kids never listened to me when I, I used to yeah. also be a yelly parent. And um, and then I also realized yeah, too late rather than yeah, sooner exactly. that that is not, it's not helpful yeah. to anybody. Mm-hmm. Not it's And not only that, it sets the tone for right. the entire household. Exactly. And I've, I know people at work who My house who was yell. stressful to live in. Right about um, I mean, I even in your office place, I know people who yell. I don't yell at work. I might get firm every once in a while, but I don't yell because it's not going to help. Um, Proverbs 31, 8 through 9 says, open your mouth for the speechless in the case of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and needy. And, you know, the voiceless includes, but it's not limited to, you know, th- those who are forced to have an abortion, those who are trafficked, the abused, the pre born are no different. Um, they're just tiny little humans. You know, they have a heart and moving, moving little parts. Because that's what God says in Proverbs 139. I mean, Psalms, sorry. Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. No babies conceived without the Lord's knowledge. And the woman, then the women feared God and said, nope, not killing them. They would rather have died by the hands of the king of Egypt than disobey God. Amen. Hebrews 1031, I, I, heard, I was listening to one of Ray's messages and he threw this in here and I'm like, it's a perfect, perfect, he threw it in one of his messages. I'm like, this is very fitting. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. 
those ladies were not going to fall into his hands by by killing the preborn or the babies just after they're born. They weren't having any part of it. Nope. And, you know, verse 19, don't think they lied. There may have really been only two nurse or midwives. It could have been that they did have a little bitty team, but they did not, could not make it. Maybe they chose not to make it. Maybe God gave the women a swift birth so the women's couldn't make it on time. There were hundreds yeah. of them. It, hundreds. Oh, be like yeah. two midwives in a, in a right. big, huge town. Right. <laughs> and even if they did have a team of women, that doesn't mean they're going to make it in time. Because listen, we already discovered discovered they were multiplying all over the place. Oh, they're pretty good at it. Those babies were like, "Let's go, come on, we got they things to do." They can only be hey. in one place at a time. Yeah, they're looking at their hands, their, their uh, sundial wish, wristwatch, going, "Look, kid, I need you born because I have got to make dinner in about yeah. an hour." Whoopsie! I had to let the baby boy live because I was yeah. delivering a girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, darn. Whoops. Exactly. So uh, don't think they were liars because, and I will tell you why. Because in Exodus one twenty it says, therefore God dealt with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for them. Lord blessed them. Fear of the Lord was mentioned again. The women, they think they did something tiny, but to God it was everything because they yeah. obeyed him. Goosebumps. I yeah. got goosebumps. Yeah, because a lot of women out there are doing things for the Lord. They think it's just a tiny little thing, mm-hmm. but it's actually a very big thing to be obedient to the Lord. When yeah. you are raising your children to love the Lord, to respect people, to to forgive, when you're teaching your children how to do this, you're doing a big, mighty thing to the Lord by obeying him. Don't think you have to go and uh, create a cure. Okay, God already has all cures. He, he didn't ask you to do that. He asked you to raise tiny little babies to be good god-fearing adults because i mean a lot of people can say what they want but our end game is for our children to live for eternity to live with the lord in eternity i mean that's the end game it is the end game so don't why and that's why i don't understand why parents don't teach their children about the bible until they're older like if you why would a child believe you at 12 why would they start believing if you decided to suddenly start talking to your child about jesus at 12 now if you're you just got saved yourself. That's totally different. I'm talking about people who claim to be believers who give birth to children. Why would you not start from the very beginning? I used to read to my son when he was in the womb. I talked to him. Yeah. I mean, well, I talked to lizards too and every other critter. So yes, you do. for me, that's nothing unusual, but you just embarrassed me because I'd go talk to the animals at the zoo. We'd have conversations. It's like, mom, <laughs> walk off. <laughs> I know what they're talking about. Anyway, I'm just saying this is from the very beginning, every little baby I get a hold of, the mom won't let me talk to their tummies. I'm telling them the gospel message. Yeah. I'm reading the scriptures to them. The moment they're born, I want to hold them and tell them the scriptures because yep. my end game is I'm preparing you for eternity. Yep. So in Exodus one twenty two, so Pharaoh commanded all his people saying, every son who is born, you shall cast into the river and every daughter you shall save. So now he has this new brilliant plan. If it didn't work with the midwives, um, you know, killing the babies was shedding innocent blood. Still, the Pharaoh of Egypt wasn't, he wasn't going to do it. Now he's telling the parents to kill their own baby boys. Um, he didn't care how they as did it as long if. as they did it. Yeah, a- exactly. As is. Uh, I mean, but if you think about it, it's not new. California right now is working on a law that says basically if the baby dies within the first month of birth, no questions asked. Fabulous. Yeah. So I didn't know that yeah. until I read your notes. Yeah, that's what the, that's what that awesome. new law is all about is basically within the first month. Something happens to the baby. Oh, well, we're not going to ask you questions. You know, um, 
because they're not allowed to abort them or they are in California, but yeah. um, the abortion is turning sideways for the pro-abortion people. It's pro-death. Yeah, because yeah. we yeah because now we have yeah. uh, a, a quote assist and uh, air quotes again assisted suicide, uh, meaning if um you know we don't have to if you're sick that's okay we'll just let you die or, or if you want to you know instead of helping you get well we're just you can die it's okay um if you think your uh uh parent is not ha- doesn't have the quality of life that's another air quote quality of life you can simply say it's time for them to die and we're going to do assisted um you know suicide because you know you shouldn't suffer even if the even if we and you and i have talked about this one scenario yeah the 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 parent didn't want to die she expressed that to her son but he talked the judge into the doctor Mm -hmm. into doing it he got a court order and they they she she, she went the, kicking yep. and screaming the whole way. Yep. And to my so, knowledge. Yeah. And that's that's part of it. That's that's what happens. If when once you start dehumanizing, once you start degrading the preborn life, everybody else's life is the if you don't understand when the life begins, you don't want to understand when it begins. I mean ends. And that's why when I'm voting, I the first thing I look at is are you pro life or not? Because if you're not pro life, then um that means you're pro death. Yeah. Are you also against Israel? Don't yeah. that in there. That one's next no. because um I usually put that one the second. Where mm-hmm. are you with Israel? And I put the the pro life first mm-hmm. because you, if you tell me oh, absolutely. you're, you're pro choice but you love Israel, um, we got a different problem. But exactly. I don't see that. So anyway, um, but so now that we mentioned that law, we've gone from the preborn, everybody fighting and kicking and screaming. I can't believe those women who fake their own arrest just because they are so out. Make sure that it's okay to kill a baby. Um, those those politicians oh i i don't know what you'll have to tell me about that later uh, aoc and the other chick i can't remember how to say her name AOC. iliad she faked her own arrest yeah, so did iliad, AOC? Omri, Omri, whatever her name is sorry i can't say her name right yep they faked their own arrest at a pro-abortion protest you can see their hands behind their backs but they're not actually cuffed interesting yeah Gosh. everybody's been pointing it out it's like um they're not really under arrest there's no handcuffs yeah, <laughs> because they're fighting so hard for these babies to die. Think about it. If they're fighting that hard for babies to die, do you really think your life is not under it's consideration? It's valuable to them? Yeah. It's if not valuable. Yeah. It, you, exa- perfect word. If the preborn life's not valuable, your life's not valuable either. Right. So, you know, you got these people who think they're high and mighty and that because they're in office that they have somehow they've, they're, they're leveled up to be in a high whatever. They, what's the next law? What's the next law that's going to come up? Well, they're unstoppable, Anna. Oh, yeah. Who knows? So that's that's the that's, that's the my sarcastic so, voice. <laughs> so now that we've talked about preborn, and now where we've talked about a law, now that they're saying, "Hey, up to the first month, let's just kill them. It doesn't matter." Let's see how a family um, handled their newborn and that they were supposed to kill. And this is Exodus uh, two. This is Jochebed. This is Moses's mama. Now we know that the Lord had plans for Moses. So um, whatever man was trying to do, God was not going to allow it. No, nope, he wasn't having it. Nope. So Exodus 2, verse 1. And a man of the house of Levi went and took his, as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And she saw that he was a beautiful child. She hid him three months. Okay, I don't think beauty meant that if the kid was ugly, she should have gone for it. 
I think what she the the word beauty here is meaning that they saw something different in this child. Well, all mamas think their child is beautiful and they love them. Yes, um, <laughs> even if you know. Okay, some uh, ladies there are are ugly babies. There are some babies. In, <laughs> when, so when Reed was born, but we love them all. Yes, when Reed was born. He was so adorable. And I was telling this nurse, and I'm like, oh, he's so adorable. She goes, yes, he is adorable. I said, yeah, but I'm partial. She goes, honey, I, I see lots of babies. He is adorable. And he he was. <laughs> yeah, he he was. was. He was thinking cute. And so um, He so, was so stinking cute. The, the cutest thing is when I told Stevie and Emma, Stevie looked at Emma and goes, see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't know if she was just blinded and biased. Yes. (laughs) I know I am blinded and biased, but the nurse was like, nope, nope, he's cute. I'm blinded and biased too. Yeah, I had uh, someone tell me, they're like, I saw the baby's picture and I'm like, looked at them, they're like, Hey, the, I, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the picture I have of Stevie's newborn picture, it was a terrible picture. I don't know who in their right mind thought that was a good picture to take, but it was terrible. Uh, it was just, that picture was Thankfully, I had other pictures of my own that turned out better because anybody had seen his newborn picture, they would have thought, mm, sorry. <laughs> no, it was a terrible picture. I don't know who took it, but they did a bad job. Well, anyway, he's handsome and yes, adorable now. Is. So we know that he didn't. Yes. But that, so when she saw this beautiful child, I think what was saying is the Lord was showing her, I've got plans for this child. Don't you worry about it. I've got this. Yeah. And you know, the Levites are a priestly line. I thought that was cool. The king of Egypt told the parents to kill their baby boys by throwing them in the river since the nurse midwives went and do it. This family said no. The family, and I'm telling you the family, it was not a one-person deal. It was the whole family. And like I said, we, we work with that one pro-life. And that's one of the things that most of the women don't want to keep the babies because they're alone. But as soon as they find out that this organization has women to help them and to be with them, and they're not alone, they'll keep the baby. And because um, that's the enemy. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He, the enemy wants you to feel lonely. So if you feel lonely, most likely it's the enemy making you feel lonely. Yeah. Just and, like and me. You, yeah. I, I felt utterly alone. Yeah. But I as, I as did too. but I look back now and I realize that that was not the case. Right. I did have options. I don't know that I would have listened to those options, but I did absolutely right. have options. Yeah. Um. So. uh but the family said no. The family risked their own lives for this one little life. Think about it. They had two. Uh, they had two other children. I'm assuming Aaron was there. I'm not sure if Moses was the second born or a third born. Um, I know that they talk about Miriam, and we learn about Aaron later. But I can't remember if Aaron was before or after Moses. So maybe they didn't have two other children. But we know they at least had Miriam. They at least had one child. I'm not sure. Like I said, I didn't think about it until just now. I'm like, you know, I really don't know where Aaron was in this. We we meet Aaron later, but we don't know. Maybe he was younger. But we do know they at least had one child. All right. So let's go with that fact. So mom, dad, and another child and this baby. Their whole family was risked. Uh, we'll, we'll meet Miriam's the, the little sister in here in just a little bit. But, um, and we won't meet Aaron. And you'll have to continue reading the book of Exodus. And, you know, and it was just, so it was not just the mom. Dad was probably at work. Mom was probably home with the kids. Um, so dad, unfortunately, couldn't help her in that fact. All he, he had to stay like normal, like, oh, I got to go to work, you know. Making sure he doesn't act like anything else. Not throwing um, suspicion Yeah, on don't himself. say, hey, I got me a son. Um, Aaron might have been <clears throat> of older. You know, it could be that Aaron was the oldest. I have to go back and look. I don't know if it says. He might have been out with his dad working. He may have been yeah. born before this yeah. kill the baby law well, that's existed. What I mean. <laughs> yeah, and if he was, that means he was probably born before, may- maybe before Miriam. I'm not sure how old Miriam is. I'm not sure how old any of them are. It could have been that he was with dad helping dad. 
Yeah. So that means they had to make sure that they didn't talk about another baby boy. They had to have kids who didn't talk about having a baby brother. They had to keep quiet. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but kids say everything. My little grandson, oh, I hear oh, lots yeah. of stuff. And you have to be real careful now with him because he pretends everything. So if he hears it once, he starts pretending. He's married and has four kids, by the way. Oh. Yes. And a farmer. Yes, he's a farmer too now. <laughs> so, and uh, now he has cats. He doesn't. He has a dog. But he loves to pretend. <laughs> he pretends everything he learns. So could you imagine trying to keep these kids from it's making It's a great sure? imagination. Yes, he does. Oh, it's, it cracks me up. Um. So um, we have to make sure, you know, so these kids, you had to make sure these kids weren't talking. You know, what are they doing? They don't have to be obedient. Look, do not talk about your baby brother. He's cute. We know. Don't talk about him because they had to hide him. Um, So I'm certain. um, And I bet you they were not the only family that did this. They could not have been the only family that saved their baby boys. They stuck together. Um, They may have had networked. They may have worked with each other. I don't know. But God had a special plan for this child. So Exodus 2, 3, but when she could no longer hide him, she took him, took an ark of Brussels for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the river bank. All right. So mama had a plan. She's making a plan. She's working this plan. Unlike the cartoons, she did not throw him in a basket and pitch him into the ride, the raves. Okay. Moses was not surfing. And they was not fighting off Nile crocodiles. All right. So if you're watching a cartoon like that, please let your children know that's not how it worked out. She made a waterproof basket and strategically placed the basket in a safe place to be found. That word for basket was used in Noah's Ark. What was the Ark? A safe hiding place. Protection from wrath. God built the hiding place. She trusted God with her baby. It was hard and difficult. She trusted the Lord to care for him when she could not. And I'll tell you what, Joanne, I can understand that because um, when I was, um, so I was still in high school, my ex, uh, ex-husband was taking care of the baby or his mom was. We had different people taking care of him. I didn't know what was going on. I, had, I didn't have much of a choice but to trust that the Lord was doing, taking care of him Yeah, because yeah. I, was, I wasn't able to be there. <clears throat> I, I know some schools now, they have daycares for the moms. And I think they somehow take turns working it to help out. I think that's a beautiful plan personally. Um, so she was not all willy nilly like getting, that means she didn't just, th- you know, just throw something together. She actually planned it and obeyed and the lo- Lord o- honored that obedience, you know, even obey when we don't like it or understand it. And, um, cause I don't know about you, but how many times have we heard from the Lord and we go, huh? Looking around as if, you know, you know, you heard me. Right. Yep. I mean, if you think the creator of the entire world can't say something to you and make you understand it. (laughs) Right. I mean, come on. Exactly. So in Exodus 2, 4, and his sister stood afar off to know what would be done with him. So it was a family matter. Children should always be a family matter. Everyone should be helping Um, unless you have that crazy, you know, uncle twice removed or something, you know, that's nuts you know you want, we all have one yeah don't let your children be around them but you know find the safe people for your child to be around who's like-minded in raising that child um i'm not saying um i'm not talking about doing the parent's job i'm saying support the parent and the child um church that means you get involved with the kids with your church uh children need someone to believe in them um when i was a kid i didn't think 
you know, when my parents complimented me or said nice things to me and stuff like that, or great things, I thought because they were my parents, they had to say that, you know, who's going to say that? Yeah, my child's ugly. Unless you're like a really mean parent, you're never going to call your child dumb or ugly or anything. So when I thought my parents said nice things, well, you have to, you're my parent. So if a stranger or somebody we knew said something nice, I had a tendency to listen a little longer. Or I actually might have kind of believed them. In fact, it was a teacher who made the one difference because she liked my drawings and she really talked to me. And because of her, I excelled. I became the nerdy honor student instead of just a nerd uh, because of her. So shout out to Mrs. Rios and junior high language arts teacher. Still can't spell, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, look, Anna, my notes turned green. I know. I was thinking that too. I was going to say something like, oh, there's your green notes, Joanna. Oh, apparently I started on page 12 with the green <laughs> and not on page one. That's okay. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, in our story, the sister cared enough to see what would happen to him. Um, it was probably normal seeing a little girl by the river washing or playing. So it's not too, I don't think it was too suspicious. Why is that kid just standing there? She probably, I, I would imagine if I was the mom and she wanted to stay, because um, I can't imagine the mom going back to the house and saying, where's my kid? Where's my other child? You know, I have a feeling she knew where exactly where every one of her children were. So probably more than likely what Mary and my done is had some laundry and went out there with some laundry and pretended to do laundry while she's washing over her little brother. Because it was a family matter. Um, I so when you when you wrote that, I just kind of was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because in my head, I'd always thought how odd she must have been. Yeah, you know, just standing out there watching the river. Yeah, yeah. But if you when you when you said it like that, I'm like, well, yeah. They were always out at the river. They were bathing. They were washing. Yeah. It was dangerous too. You know, it's still dangerous for them yeah. to to do laundry in the rivers in India. Yeah, uh, they get attacked by and carried off by tigers all the time. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I complain about laundry, and I'm not worried about getting eaten by a tiger, right? You know, I'm I gotta quit when I get distressed over laundry. I have to. I'm gonna have to put something in my laundry room. That says, Your remember, house is tiger free. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna put a note on the door. <laughs> crocodile remember, free. No, no tigers. No crocodiles. You're cool. <laughs> it's all cool. You got this. You yeah. can do it safely. Yes. Um. So in Exodus two five, the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maids to get it. Thank God they didn't think it was a snake. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a funny story. So my grandpa was in a merchant Marines, right? They would go everywhere. And he he had a really a love for the poor. He would try to do whatever he could. So when the children would come up, they wanted money or candy or something. A lot of times what they do is they would throw it. They would throw some candy, throw some coins to help the kids, and they would move along. But this one little kid decided he had got to show my grandpa what was in his basket. He was so excited. My grandpa's like, fine, okay, let me see it. It's a cobra. He said that cobra stuck up his head and looked at him in the face. He said he'd never been so scared. If y'all could see the shock on my face right now. I don't know what happened after that, but I'm pretty darn sure he never asked that he never allowed the kid to show him what was in their basket again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he had some great stories from when, well, he died before we were born. So I hear the third or fourth hand story of it, but he he had some great ones. Oh my gosh. But yeah, he was the same one who, um, you know, this, it used to irritate him to see, you know, I'm not downgrading what people believe in all that. Don't have a false God, but it really bothered him to see these sacred cows walking along with these hungry people. It really bothered him. And so he had one time this woman. Well put. Yeah. He walked up to him. She was barely wearing a t-shirt. She was pregnant. She had a naked baby. 
And he looked at his guys. He goes, you go find food, go find clothes. And they collected food and clothes for that poor little thing. He had a heart for the poor. Oh, my goodness. So when I saw that. He sounded like a great guy. Yeah. I I would love to have met him. Um, so when I saw that, when I said, and she went to the Mars and she sent her maids to get it, I'm like, and, and when she opened it, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't a Cobra. <laughs> right. <laughs> when they opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby wept. And so she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews children. The Lord hardens hearts. We see that later when you're talking about the King of Egypt, Pharaoh, it talks about him hardening the heart. If God can harden a heart, we know he can soften a heart. And we see that prayer in the Bible that says, you know, make this heart of stone a heart of flesh. She clearly did not believe or or, um, support what her dad was doing. No, I don't think she did. I know. No, no. She had a mama's heart. And we're about to see as this story unfolds, she did not agree with him. No, she did not. She actually was disobedient. If you think about it, she was. She She sure was. She didn't throw him back in, in, in the water. And she had a mama's heart, even though I don't think it doesn't talk about her having children. I don't even know if she was married, but you can tell she had a mama's heart. We can have a mama's heart, not have babies. I had a mama's heart way before I had kids. I was called a mother hen and I was in junior high, high school when people were calling me a mother hen at work. They all go, we all know, Anna, you're the mom of the office. (laughs) I'm going to mother you. That that's what she had. She had this mother's heart that God had softened her heart. I don't think he softened her heart at that second. No. Like you just said and made that point, she did not agree with her daddy. Yeah. And she had already had a softened heart for the babies. Maybe she was barren. Maybe. Maybe that's why. We don't we don't we get don't to know, know a mm-hmm. whole lot about her nope. except for what she did to yeah. save his life. And she I didn't even think about her being part of this story of saving a life. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. is a part of this story very much. She was pro-life. Yeah, she was very pro-life and she had compassion. And and that's a lot. She didn't think herself so above them. To not have compassion. Right. If she was she, if she was halty, she'd been like, the Hebrew baby and just throwing yeah, it. Get rid of it. Yeah. She didn't. Get this thing so, out of my sight. I'm just so glad the Lord just revealed that to us, that she's just yeah. as much part of this story. So yeah. we're, we're, we're talking about five women. Yeah. She was very pro-life. And she, in fact, she goes <laughs> way beyond that you think. And this is where, um, this is fun. Exodus 2, 7. Then his sister said to the Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that <laughs> they may go, nurse Marianne. the child for you? I mean, that was brilliant. That Way was to a, go, Mary. Yeah. I mean, the Lord gave that to her. And yeah. Pharaoh's daughter didn't think, what are you doing here, kid? So it probably wasn't unnatural. Or she, st- she already had this all this compassion. What's another child standing before me? Listen, somebody walked up with a solution, with right. help. She took it. Yeah, uh, true. Because, you know, what was Pharaoh's daughter going to do? They didn't have bottles. No <laughs> formula. What are you going to do? I'm goat milk down the street. So clearly she didn't have a baby of her own or no. she would have had yeah. milk. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's why she had the compassion because she couldn't have any. and She wanted them. Um, verse eight. And then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. <laughs> I love the way the Lord is unfolding this story. Yeah. I mean, because he honors obedience. Yes, he when does. We're in order and we are obedient. God honors it. It may not be today, may not even be tomorrow. Some of us might be waiting for a really long time, but he does honor it. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his his name Moses, saying, because I drew him out of the water. I just realized something else. 
We don't know what his name was for all those months before, or all that time. Probably she nursed him until about two or three, maybe. So when was his name before then? We don't know. We don't know. No. It never says. Nope, it doesn't. All it says is that, oh, she called to Moses. We Lord didn't feel it was important. Uh-uh. And that's all right. No, it's not. I need to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds like Anna need to know, Lord. I mean, yeah, I'll just, what was his name? What was the name before then? Interesting. Anybody's seen that in the Bible and I just missed it? Y'all let me know. Um, the Lord honored their faithfulness. The Lord protected the child. Not only did he get, she get her baby back, she got paid to take care of him. Yep. You know, think of the burdens lifted a little bit because they had a little extra money. They got to keep their son without fear and they were paid to do it. They didn't have to worry about somebody coming to take their baby and throwing it because he was under the protection of the Pharaoh's daughter. Yep. And apparently the Pharaoh, either he didn't know about it or he didn't say a word about it. Yep. Because, and that's what we are, um, we do. Um, do you have a note? Did you want to say something? Oh, yeah. Just that, um, you know, the Lord, um, he restores us after our woes, you know. Yeah. This mother, you, you, you've to got hearty. to imagine how the anguish that yeah. she was in the entire time she was making the little baby ark. Yes. The entire time she knew what she was about to do with it. She knew that she was about to send her son out into the wild. She did not w- know what was going to happen. Can you imagine the anguish, the torment, the heartbroken yeah. she had to have been? You know, she probably fed him before she put him in there. Oh, sure. Made sure he was changed. Tucked and him in, him swaddled in. in. And so that means he probably sat there for a little bit of time, you know, yeah. until the Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and so the, he, the Lord, he gives back. To, look at what he gave back to her. Yeah. She gave him. Not only did she give, he give back her son. Yeah. But he gave back her some wages too and yeah, protection. They got paid. Yeah, got paid and protected. Yeah. That's the neat part is she didn't have to worry anymore about hiding him because yeah. he was under the protection. Basically, Pharaoh has no clue, but he was under the protection of the king. Yeah. Because <laughs> of his daughter. <laughs> I love because that. Because of his daughter. Look what the Lord did, yeah. you know, and he does the same thing for us. It, yes, because he restores us. And we're under the protection of the yeah, king. We certainly because are. Because of God's oh, I love son. that. Yeah. Exactly. If you are in Him, you are under His protection. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.